Welcome to Hub and Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub and Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of NGI's Hub & Flow podcast. This is Shailen Stolk, Senior Energy Analyst, and I'd like to spend the next few moments discussing the U.S. power market. Just last week, a heat wave sent California spiraling into a power emergency. Only a set of nat emergency natural gas-fired power plants coming online prevented rolling blackouts on Wednesday. Coming right on the heels of California's new climate initiatives, this situation was primed for the narrative that increased reliance on renewables is causing the power grid to become less reliable and more expensive, and that the solution is to bring back fossil fuels. It's a tidy story, but what natural gas-fired power plants and renewable energy producers alike are up against isn't a battle of the sources. It's a grid problem. First of all, if you've been watching the natural gas prices in California, there's already a steady upward trend all summer as demand has spiked in the U.S. and overseas, and natural gas is being pulled away from U.S. power producers. This isn't just a simple matter of putting more gas-generated power onto the grid. But the underlying problem goes deeper. Decades of economic incentives has been stacked against utilities building more power lines, even though electricity demand has been increasing. For example, utilities can pass along generation costs to consumers, which includes expanding generation capacity by building a fossil fuel-fired facility, putting in solar panels, whatever they choose, but not the cost of upgrading or expanding the power lines. As a result, even with no extreme weather creating demand or causing infrastructure damage, construction and upgrading of the power grid hasn't kept pace with demand or generation. That means we have a limited electricity supply, no matter how much can be produced or by what source. And prices are going to stay high because people are competing over the limited amount of electricity that can actually be delivered to end users. And when we do get new infrastructure, those same incentives prompt utilities to cut corners, even though that's an absolutely terrible idea. For example, back in 2021, Texas got hit with winter storm Uri, and we all got to find out in real time on the electricity market who didn't weatherize their wind turbines or weatherize their natural gas-fired power plants. The Gulf Coast is actually one of the areas in the U.S. where wind can carry about 20 to 25 percent of the total baseload power demand, and another 40 to 45 percent of that demand is carried by natural gas. For reference, it adds about 5 percent to the cost of a wind turbine to weatherize, and for a natural gas power plant, it can be anywhere between $60,000 and $600,000 to weatherize the entire plant, depending on scale and what solutions are already in place. But because somebody wanted to save that five cents on the dollar, we had millions of people out of power. Fossil fuel producers pointing fingers at the renewable energy folks, renewable energy producers blaming the natural gas power plants, and the result was a big political brawl. And now a similar thing is happening in California. Demand spiked because of the heat wave and wildfires had damaged the grid, which was already at capacity, 
causing a power emergency. This is going to be a more and more common scenario as we see more of these extreme weather events or unusual weather events because of climate change. The good news is that you can see in the 2022 earnings calls that smart power producers are catching on. Companies like Nextera, Bloom, and Centerpoint are absolutely pouring capital into upgrading their infrastructure. They're taking that economic hit now, knowing it will pay off later. If those turbines had been weatherized ahead of Winter Storm Uri, when those power prices spiked, they likely could have made back their investment over the course of that one storm. And even if it didn't prevent all problems with the grid, we still could have prevented that from becoming an all-out disaster. The other problem that's coming out of the inadequate power grid is that there's a perceived head-to-head -head competition between natural gas and renewable energy. In the real-time electricity market, we've got something called the bid stack. Energy producers are ranked by marginal production cost. That's your cost to produce one kilowatt hour, and the lowest cost producer has dibs on selling to the grid. Once they're at maximum capacity, the next producer gets to sell, and so on. The real-time price moves up as you go through the bid stack. This really shouldn't be a threat to natural gas, which has outcompeted coal and oil to be the top fossil fuel in the bid stack. This is a big factor killing coal, by the way. The U.S. coal fleet is aging, losing efficiency, and keeping up with environmental regulations is more costly for coal since it emits twice as much greenhouse gases as natural gas per unit of energy produced. Plus, there's a whole bunch of other pollutants like sulfur dioxide that have to be scrubbed, which you don't get with natural gas. So no nefarious plot afoot, just the market. But when the grid itself is limited, we have demand out there that could be met, and we have producers who are able to meet it, but they can't actually get their electricity onto the grid to sell it. And then that means everyone else is eating the congestion fees, and natural gas is stuck in a queue behind the wind and solar farms, and we have a lose-lose situations for producers and consumers. There's been a lot of talk about the Inflation Reduction Act recently and how that's going to be an accelerated demand in electricity as we push electrification. Even though we now have some decent storage options and potential renewable baseload energy sources like hydroelectric and geothermal, those aren't going to be coming online overnight. And natural gas is going to have to fill the gap, at the very least in the short term. The other piece I'd like to highlight that natural gas folks should be excited about is the $2 billion set aside in the Inflation Reduction Act for direct loans specifically for upgrades to the electricity grid and electricity transmission. More space on the grid means we're going to get rid of those congestion fees and natural gas producers will have the opportunity to actually sell. So great news for the 20% of the natural gas market that's headed for electricity production. That's all I have for you today, but I invite you to keep checking out our podcasts about developments in the U.S. electricity grid and the impacts on the natural gas market in the months ahead. I also invite you to follow along with our journalists at NGI as they cover these topics in more detail. If you subscribe, thank you. But if you don't and would just like some more information, please visit us at naturalgasintel.com. On behalf of everyone at NGI, thank you for listening.
Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or midweek pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services. If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.